There has to be an expectation. Uh, look at this. Let me, let me say something about expectation. Today, the way we move, we, we go that way, okay? If we finish at 4 p.m., that's fine. God will supernaturally fill your stomach with his presence. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but look at this. <clears throat> Suppose I tell uh, Deacon Norman here and his wife that I'll be coming tomorrow. I'll be visiting you on Friday evening. Tina and I will be coming to your house at Friday evening. They have every reason to expect our, our going or our coming, however you put it. Is that so? I want you to talk to me. They have every reason to, I want you to talk to me, in fact. <laughs> now, now look at this. They have every reason to expect our going or our coming, however you put it. But if you don't tell them we are going, they have no reason to expect. Is that so? Is that so? Now look at this. God has given us his word and he's given us his promises so that we can expect them to manifest in our lives. He says, where two or three are gathered in your name, in the midst of them I am. So we should expect his presence. You should expect to come into this, in this, in this sanctuary and expect not to go out the way you came. That is an expectation. Now remember this Jesus many times, he said this, your faith has made you well. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has made you all whole. We have our part. I have my part. I have to pray and prepare and pray for you for the supernatural insight of the Holy Spirit upon your life. But you must have an expectation. Draw near to me, I and I will draw near to you. God says that. Then you have to come with an intention. Whatever is going to happen today, I'm going with an intention, with an expectation, with a purpose that God is going to manifest his presence in my life. Now look at this. I am not going out of that service, uh, out of that service, out of that sanctuary, just the way I went in. Oh, God will be dead, and he's not dead. I went one time to a physiotherapist, and uh, she was telling me that, you know, I was talking to a lady so-and-so, uh, one of my clients, and she told me, uh, I told her, I'm doing, actually, I'm giving you 10%. And I looked at her and said, I thought you give 99%. I'm only going to do 1%. But that's how many people do. They think that way. I'm going to a physiotherapist. I'm giving an example of a physiotherapist. She's going to do 90%. I'm going to do 10 Now they expect you to do something. Oh, I'm not talking about <laughs> your physiotherapist. She's a misnamer be going to a physiotherapist. But that's why she told me, actually, I'm, I, do, I give 10%. You do the, the part you work with me, you are 90%. But look at this, what God says. Though having accomplished everything through his son, Jesus Christ, he said this, draw near to me. Have an expectation every time 
you read the word. Have an expectation every time you're walking on a day-to-day basis. Have an expectation. This time I've been saying this, uh, like Dr. Oro Roberts said, uh, would say that uh, something good is going to happen to me. And I'm expecting that to happen today. That's an expectation. Something good. Something good. Let's say something good is happening to me in this service. Then what follows next, after we have given our word, will be there on Friday evening at, at, at 7 o'clock. What, what should, should they be doing? They'll have an expectation. They have what we call, uh, faith people call, an outstretched neck. What is that, an outstretched neck? They hear probably a neighbor knocking, and they, they, the, Susan will ask, uh, hey, uh, is that Pastor Davis or Miss Tina? No, no, that, that is, that's the neighbor. That's Tina, our neighbor. Oh, they have a neighbor called Tina. That's Tina. Oh, oh okay. We, we expect it. Uh, maybe they'll be here. Pastor Davis shows up on time. I, I don't know. They should be here anytime. anytime now. And then they hear like someone driving into the compound. Check. An expectation. That's an expectation. So you come into the house of the Lord. They start singing one song. And what follows? When, when they sing that song, uh, What's the song we are singing? Let us become more aware of, his, of your presence. That's an expectation. L- listen to this, church. You can't say let us become more aware of your presence if you are looking around, observing the shoes they are, he has worn or she has worn, and the hair, and calculating the price of that hair. There's no expectation because you are looking at the wrong realm. But, but, but when you start thinking, let us become more aware of your presence. What does that mean, Lord? What does that mean, being aware of your presence? I expect that. I expect that. I expect that, Lord. I expect a fresh revelation of who you are in my life. I expect a word from heaven to change my situation. Lord, I'm not going to have this situation in my mind. I'm going to have you in my mind and in my heart. For the reason I live is to worship you. Anyway, I'm 50 years young. I've seen you supply over and over again. What is this need before you, Father? I'm expecting. I'm expecting. I'm not looking around. I'm expecting you to do so, Father. It's impossible for you to lie. I expect you. I, my heart desires the manifestation of your presence. I expect you, Father. Do you know what will happen? You'll start worshiping in spirit and in truth because there is nothing between you and the Father that is taking away your focus from him. And all of a sudden you realize, goodness, I've been healed from that. I've been healed from that. Oh, goodness, oh my goodness. There's peace in my heart. Oh, Lord, thank you for that peace. 
and you think about what was a mountain before you came here, you realize this, it's no longer a mountain. It's done. It's done. I remember some few days ago, there was something that had bothered me. I went back to the house. I got into his presence. I started worshiping him and praying the Holy Ghost. And in about an hour's time, it was all gone from my mind and my heart. And I received his peace. His peace is the assurance that he's taken over. His peace is an assur his assurance that he's taken over that situation. As long as you are bothered, you're troubled, you're anxious about it, you still have it. He hasn't, you haven't allowed him to take over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just bless him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let him be your only focus. Just thank him. Just bless him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are the reason we gather. <laughs> the reason we gather. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Yeah, he says you'll be in, the, in our midst. Thank you for his presence. And he's not here and he isn't there. No, he's there. He's in our midst. And he's in us. Hallelujah. Thank you for miracles, Lord. Because of your presence. Because of your presence. Because of your presence. Thank you, Father, for a renewed expectation. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Manga yede bande rese de kesaya. Kingina ngarada baklore, shtebengra da baste de kesa kakare de branda. Hallelujah. The limitations that have been broken. The limitations that have been broken right now. Hallelujah. The supernatural strength that has come upon you. To occupy high places in the Lord. High places in the Spirit. High places in God's will in the Spirit. High places. There are cycles of sickness and disease that have been broken, 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 completely broken, broken, broken in the name of Jesus, broken in the name of Jesus. Oh. The spirit of travailing God's will concerning your life, concerning this nation, concerning the nations of the world, for God to do his will. He spoke through prophet Joel. And he said in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You qualify. The spirit of God has been poured upon you. That's the reality of it. 
you act on that you act on that you step up in in these higher places of his will walking in high places of the will of the father hallelujah the limitations that have been broken broken off your life long held promises that have been fulfilled and are manifesting now in the name of Jesus long held promises thank you father some of you have received the spirit of intercession manifesting in your life you'll start seeing realm of the spirit open as you pray and the word of god becoming a reality in your life on a day to day basis and the presence of god becoming real to you in everything you do because it's his will it's your will father some of you have been sad for a long time this joy i sense that right deep in your spirit and you felt like in your belly just just something boiling right inside of you as the joy of the lord that grief has been broken that sadness that has lingered in that family for a long time and has lingered in your heart for a long time that has been broken that spirit of grief i command you right now spirit of grief hear the word of the lord i command you right now leave her now now your power is broken now 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 in the name of jesus Thank you Father. Thank you Father. That constant back pain that is over. It's like fire, fire in your backbone. That's the power of God coming right in, inside of that back and and has it's over. I break it in the name of I break that power of the darkness in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Yeah, you are healed. You are healed completely. In the name of Jesus and whatever ailment you have suffered from believe God for his presence here that is healing you brother francis do you have anything that the lord has impressed you christina do you have anything come on bring your microphone in praise god so our desire is to know him to know him more than we know anyone else and what pastor david says is our expectation is of the lord the lord is my help the lord is my help whatever struggles you felt alone wondering where am i going to get my help the bible tells us the lord is my help now you have to receive that help i say i receive the help thank of you, the father. lord thank you lord the help is here yeah. help is here help is here the help is here help is here my helper is here my helper is here my light is here my light is here my salvation is here my salvation is here my strength is here my strength is here hallelujah god is here god is here people god is here 
He is here. The Holy Spirit is here. The healer is here. The provider is here. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. We lift up that word, Lord. You've said through David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Right now, we see light. We see light in every situation. Concerning careers, light. Concerning businesses, light. Concerning families, light. Concerning marriages, light. We see light. We see light right now in the name of Jesus. We see the salvation of our God. The healing of our God. The provision of our God. This is to know you, Lord. This is to know you. We know you by what you have said in your word. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. Thank you, Lord, that as we pressed in, we've pressed in, we've pressed in this morning, and we are not living empty. We have met the Lord. This is our assurance. This is our confession. Today, we have come face to face with the light. Face to face with salvation. Face to face with strength. Let the weak say, I'm strong, I am strong. God. Because the Lord is the strength of my life. Say that with me. The, the Lord, Lord is, is the strength, strength of my God. life. Father, we thank you and we give you praise and glory for revelation light of who you are. What you have said in your word is what we believe today. That that is who you are. And thank you for new levels, new levels, new measures of Hallelujah. faith thank you, Lord. to know you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank Praise you, Lord. God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Francis. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Will you lift up your hands and just thank Him? Just thank Him. Just thank Him. Just thank Him. Let me hear your voice in the house. Just thank Him. Thanksgiving seals what has happened. Thanksgiving seals what has already taken place. Just go ahead. Just go ahead and thank Him. Just thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you for all you've done in this house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. We glorify you. Thank you. We glorify your name. Thank you, Lord. We glorify. We glorify your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. We lift up thanksgiving to you. Thank you, Father. Just whatever it is, just believe you've received it by faith and just thank him. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I don't know who this word is for, but specifically for a woman. Woman that was loosed from your infirmity. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Will you just thank you? Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and be seated. We just believe God to flow. The things that have taken place, and I'm expecting testimonies. And you know what else I'm expecting? A difference in all our services. I'm not going to have predictive services, a difference in all our services. The pouring of the Holy Spirit. I will not try to make it. I will follow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, well, we just began our Feast of Tabernacles this past uh, Friday for seven days. Remember, on the, some weeks ago, we began the Feast of Trumpets, which is the new year. And then uh, 10 days later, those are 10 days or 10 days of awe or repentance. And then it was Yom Kippur. I think it was this past Monday, beginning on Friday evening. And then now, five days later, we find that in the scriptures. I may read some scriptures, actually. We find that five days later began the Feast of Tabernacles. And one of the things that marked this feast is joy. Because it's the presence of God. Remember, God tabernacling with his people. That's his presence. And look at this in, uh, in Leviticus 23. Praise God. So don't forget this coming Sunday, the, the eighth 
of October, we'll be having our Feast of Tabernacles first fruit offering. We shall be giving it on the 8th of October. And isn't that amazing? Today is 1st of October. And 1st of October, we began the service differently. We expect to build it higher and higher and higher of the manifestation of the, the will of God. Expect to end this year stronger than ever before. Expect that. Again, some of you have carried grief for a long time. God has set you free. For the heaviness that you've carried in your spirit just left you. I remember praying for a certain man some, a while ago. I think it was last year, November. The last week of November. And uh, I asked him, uh, I said, let me pray for you. And I laid hands on him and he, he went to his knees. And immediately my, my hands touched him. I felt such grief in my spirit, right in here. Oh, it was painful. Like, it was like pain. It was painful. I prayed in tongues. I thought, God, please let this come to an end. It took about 20 minutes. About 20 minutes and left me. And I knew. And then I received the joy of the Lord right there. And he looked at me and said, something left me. I said, I know it. Goodness. I couldn't imagine that heaviness, that, that grief. And then after that, he told me that I have not slept for a long time. I'm going back to the house to sleep. And he went and slept for hours. So some of you have not been sleeping. You've had insomnia for a long time. Tonight. I'm saying tonight Amen. is your night. Amen. And the beginning of many nights of good sleep. Praise God. Tonight, Amen. I say tonight Amen. is the beginning of those nights of rest. But you'll find yourself resting and you'll have to not have to deal with insomnia anymore. Praise God. Well, prophesying a little bit today. And some more and shouting and praying and dancing and singing. All of that. Hallelujah. Leviticus 23, verse 1 and 2. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, The feast of the Lord. Have you seen that? The feast of the Lord. So the feast are of who? Of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be my, my holy, to be holy convocations. These are my feasts. So God says, these are my feasts. Don't you know that if they are his, they are ours in Christ? I need your response. Don't go to sleep. Don't you know that if they are his, they are ours in Christ? Let me show you something here. And we have to believe all the time for these mysteries to be revealed to us. In John, don't forget my feasts. In John 16, John 16, from verse 13, let's start from verse 12. I still have many things to, to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. 
What does he say? I have a lot. But the limitation is you. But imagine God telling you that. I've got a lot to say to you. But I'm limited by your ability to comprehend. Apostle Paul also said so actually. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Where he says. I couldn't speak to you as mature people. I was limited by your immaturity. It's time to mature. I couldn't speak to you as mature people. I was limited by your maturity. That's what he says, actually. He says, if there, where there is strife, divisions among yourselves, then don't you know that you are carnal people, fleshly people? He says, that immaturity limits God to speak to us and reveal his mysteries to us. So it's time to mature. You seek him. I seek him so that we may mature. And, and, and look at this. So he say, I have so many things to say to you, but I cannot, you cannot bear them now. And then he goes on to say, there's hope here. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Now that's the Holy Spirit, remember? He already came. And, 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 and uh, Jesus said this, he will not speak on his own authority. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks with authority. And that's not his authority. Just his authority is authority of the Father. And if there's anyone with authority, he's the Father. All power. All authority. The Father has. Now look at this. He says this. Go ahead, please. Verse 14. He will glorify me, Jesus speaking, for he will take of what? Mine and declare it to you. The Amplified Version says disclose or reveal or manifest to you. So he will take of mine. Jesus said he will take of mine and declare it to you. He will reveal. He will manifest. He will show it to you. And then it goes on to say verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. The feasts are whose? My feasts, the Lord says. Then Jesus said this, all that the Father has is mine. I saw a scripture years ago from Haggai where it says, the Father says, silver is mine, gold is mine. And then I, I connected this scripture say, it's mine too. Oh, I'll never be broke. Hallelujah. It's mine too. Silver is mine, gold is mine. Is this only Priscilla here saying it's mine? You, you are what? You are, what is yours? You better be saying it's mine too. <laughs> now, now look at this. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he, the Holy Spirit, will take off mine and declare it to you. Will reveal, will show, will manifest it to you. So the Holy Spirit is in the business of showing us, revealing us, and manifesting the will of God. Everything that the Father has for us. Now look at this there. Verse, verse, the other, verse, all things that the Father, I think I already read, right, verse 16. No, 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 okay, go back there. Go, 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 go back. All things that the Father has is mine, are mine. All things that the Father has are mine. 
Therefore, say that you will take off man and declare to you. Now go back to Leviticus. That's chapter 23. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, The feasts of the Lord which you say shall proclaim to be holy convocations. These are my feasts. So I agree also. They are my feasts. Amen? Amen. Now, now let me make a statement here. So God declared in Leviticus 23 verse 2, these are my feasts, which Hebrews, that word feast is appointments. These are my appointments. And my appointments to who? With my people. My appointments with my people. These are my appointments. And another word is fixed, set times. These are my feasts. So God declares that. So all these biblical feasts, feasts that God calls my feasts, celebrate what God did for us through Jesus and will do in the future because of Jesus' sacrifice. You and I cannot be partaker of any promise in the scriptures except through Christ. Now I like saying this and which is very true. All the promises we see, all that is said actually in the old covenant is pointing towards one person. His name was Jesus. So in the old covenant is Christ concealed. Or let me use a layman's language. Hidden. In the old covenant is Christ concealed. In the new covenant, the apostle, apostle Paul's letters, which are revelations to the church, is Christ what? Revealed. The old covenant is concealed or hidden, but in the new covenant is revealed to us. And these things that are revealed, the Bible says, is for us and for our children. So we see him as he is. Let's go to First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians 3. Look at verse 7. We'll do some reading here. In the ministry of death, that's the old covenant, the law, written and engraved on stones, was, but if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. You remember when he came from the mountain? He carried such glory that they could not even look at his face. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? How? We are more, the ministry of the Spirit is more glorious. For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. Don't you think about this, that new covenant, when the new covenant was cut, we started living in glorious days. I don't think you've heard me. When the new covenant was revealed, we started living in glorious day. In fact, Apostle Peter says this, that they, they look, the old prophets look forward to see the day which was going to come of, uh, of his crucifixion and resurrection and the glories that was to follow. 
So we are living in glorious days. Again, I told you, it matters who you hang around with. The people who talk of doom, yeah, rightfully so. There are so many things happening, but listen to this. God says this, come up higher. There are higher levels of existence. Let me, let me say it in this way, because if you, all what you've known in your life is dead, you can accept as dead being the norm. You see what I'm saying? Listen this, don't ever agree with, with luck. Don't ever agree with the sickness and disease. Don't ever agree with anything that is not the will of God. So the, the new covenant exists in glory. Go to the next one, please, verse 10. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much glorious. What remains is much glorious, verse 12. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. And like Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing, but their minds of bl were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. We don't have, listen to this. When the scripture says in, 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 Corinth, in uh, Matthew chapter 13 verse 11, to us it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Agree with that. The things that even you do not know, you believe in God for them to be revealed in your life. Amen. I wake up and I have a dream that I don't understand. I just stay there. Lord, tell me, what does that dream mean? Why? And to me it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. By the way, don't take dreams for granted. Don't take dreams for granted. I've had God just speak to me in dreams and, and show me what is to come and shows me how to pray and, and, and stop the will of the enemy. So don't take dreams for granted. I've had people who said, I had a dream, this happened, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And it didn't happen in the will of God. It happened outside the will of God, which was the will of the enemy. So don't take your dreams for granted. And then he says this, for the, until the day, this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. And look at what follows next. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Are we in Christ? Hey, say the veil has been taken away. I know the mysteries, secrets, hidden things of the kingdom of God. Expect revelation. The veil has been taken away. You are not blinded. Verse 17, now the Lord is a spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, look at verse 18, with all with unveiled face, beholding or looking as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord 
are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Better and better. Come on now. A better month. A better year. A better future. That's the will of the Father, church, for you. Good days ahead of you. Amen. Even if you've, you've, you've experienced the best, good days ahead of you. Good years ahead of you. Amen. Have that image inside of you. Don't expect anything else. Remember, expectation is a big word there. I expect good things to happen. In three months, I'll be 51. I'm looking forward. I expect good things to happen as I turn 51. In 20 years' time, I'll be 70, 70. I expect good things at 70. The Lord will be still around. I expect good things at 80, 85. Running, going to the mountain. Oh, that's a pony. That's my expectation. Running, going to the mountain. Healthy body. Strong. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Shoulders. Not this. That's why you have to practice doing that. Amen. Don't, don't, don't have shoulders. Don't, don't. Youth, don't sit this way. Let me see how you're sitting, you. You need to sit up. Don't sit that with posture. Good health. Hallelujah. I expect that. I have that image. Health and vitality. And my wife and I, I'm not going to have a sick wife. <laughs> so my wife and I agree. And I'm not going to look for the mouth to kiss because she's bent over. No. A million times no. Hallelujah. Strong. What image do you have concerning your future? Glory to glory. Church, listen, this, this is the word of the Lord. Your life ought to be better tomorrow, years to come, than anything that you've ever known. That's the word of the Lord for you. Don't expect anything else. Now then, today is a little bit here, a little bit there. Hallelujah. So he says, these are my feasts. And look at Leviticus 23, verse 44. He says, so Moses declared to the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. So he gave instructions concerning the feast of tabernacles. It was to remind them that God was with them when they were dwelling, in the, in the, when they were in the wilderness, God was with them throughout and he provided for them. And God told the children of Israel not to forget. Let me tell you something about forgetting. When you start forgetting where you've come from, you lack gratitude. When you forget where you've come from, you lack gratitude. And what does that mean, church? You take things for granted. You take even God for granted. 
and you start focusing on what you do not have instead of focusing on what you have and what is done for you. That's a failure right there. Because if you want to, to, know, to know a person who's strong in faith, they are thankful people. There are issues in this nation, but I choose, I'm not going to entertain every complaint. You know, if we start here and we started talking about the issues in this nation, you'll walk out of this place depressed. But I'm a carrier of good news. <laughs> do, do, have you noticed that? You think you'll be edified talking about UDA and, and UDA and bipartisan talks? And who's stomped out of it? You think you'll be edified? Have you ever been edified talking that way? Oh, don't look at me as if you don't talk about that. <laughs> what about taxes? You think you'll be shouting after having talked about taxes for two hours? You'll be so oppressed. What about if you start turning to Philippians 4.19? Oh, my goodness. Oh, you'll start now praying in tongues. God is my source. Hallelujah. God is my source. And you start saying house levy or no levy. Hallelujah. You'll get excited. Amen. But we start talking about that and El Nino. For me, when they talk about El Nino, I'll talk about our dams. Our dams will be full. And there will be no distraction. Praise God. And lives will not be lost. We agree. We agree with the word of God. Lives will not be lost. Because God is not a God of destruction. Lives will not be lost. So we start agreeing with the word of God. So he spoke about the feast of the Lord. And in John 7, John 7, that which Jesus declared was in the feast of tabernacle. He declared this in the feast of tabernacle. Remember, his Jesus, his Jesus uh, brothers were going to, the, uh, to Jerusalem and told them, why don't you go out there and show yourself to them? If what you are doing is, you think is of anything, just go show yourself there. And he says, my time has not fully come. But then he says there on the last day of the feast. Remember, they'll celebrate seven days and then there was a Sabbath, the eighth day. But he says on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. This is where we got, uh, uh, this is where we got uh, revelation concerning uh, preachers shouting. That's where the revelation came from. The master shouted. And remember, he didn't have a microphone. Can you imagine being in the market and you hear someone crying out, saying, if anyone wants us, and there's no microphone. And remember, Jerusalem is full. So this is where we got this from. Don't be mad at us. We learn from the best. That's why this is the reason we shout. Him we crowd out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And then he goes on. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. 
Now, then, then John says this. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet, was not yet glorified. But we know he's been glorified. The Holy Spirit has been given to reveal to us the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So look at this. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. The refreshing is within you. Well, let me use the word capital R. The refresher is within you. Hallelujah. That's why I realize I'm never bored. Boredom may try to come on me, but when I'm aware of the refresher, I don't have to be bored. Tina and I agreed many years ago that if like, if she travels and I'm left at the house, I keep myself busy. Instead of saying, oh, she's gone. She's left me. When is she coming? I keep myself busy. Because I realize, I don't know about you married couples, the one usually who's left back home is the one that can easily get bored. But you who's there, you're enjoying your life. Maybe you, go, you went for, to, for a trip, working trip or whatever it is in, in a certain island. You are swimming over there and the husband is at home. When is she coming back? When is she coming back? I wish she'd come back quickly. Grow up. <laughs> I remember the first time she left me. They had gone for a school, uh, school trip. She was a teacher. And they were in Mombasa. So she left me, I think after some few months we've been married, and, uh, and therefore I'll call her, honey, where is that big spoon, by the way, that you, you like use? Where, where do you put it? Honey, check it out there in the house. Say, okay, fine. Where? But where, actually? <laughs> I'll go to the kitchen again and somewhere I'll say, honey, Honey, if you look carefully, you'll find those things there. I didn't go with them. <laughs> I didn't travel with them. Yeah. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Praise God. But out of your belt, the refreshes within you. It's a refreshing. Times of refreshing. If you are, if you are conscious of the Holy Spirit, church, We'll experience that refreshing right within us all the time. All the time. Let's go to that scripture in Acts 3 19, 21. Quickly, I'm winding up actually. Someone said at 12, you're winding up, Pastor. Is there anything wrong? <laughs> so repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins and return to God, seek his purpose for your life. That is really big. Seek his purpose for your life. Don't live a purposeless life. Seek his purpose for your life. I, I was talking at, at Sabdi, you don't mind me saying this, but I was talking to Sabdi on, on Friday. And again, I started thinking of how we went to her village and how her, she had been stung by a Scorpio the night before. 
And in the natural, she looked like she was going. Because you see, if she couldn't even open her mouth, she said everything in her body was painful. She couldn't pass urine. And uh, she's there in the morning. She's not opening her mouth. And she's in constant pain. And she's far from the hospital. When he got in there, I looked at her. I prayed for her. And I told, gentlemen, we need to go with her. We carry this girl to, to Massa Beach Town. It's about 90 kilometers, is it 90 kilometers? About 90 kilometers away. And I told the, the, the elder there, I told him, I want someone who can speak soil. I have to go with someone who can, at least we can, we can converse. So I did, um, the mother cannot speak soil. But they, there's a certain man over there that came also in the vehicle. And we took them, the back of the pickup, with a mattress to, to Malsabetown. We stayed there a little bit, and someone, they, they, she was helped, and all that. And then I said, after some few days, please make sure, I called them, said, please make sure you tell me how she's doing. But she stayed, I think, for five, five days. Was it five days in the hospital? You said for five days. Yeah, you said for five. Uh, she's here, so Leo is there. Stand up again, they see how beautiful you look. Uh, there she is. And thank you. You can go ahead and be seated. But, but look at this then. And we took her to the hospital. And five days later, she's discharged. Definitely she could have had uh, blood poisoning. And that could have killed her. Is that so, Dr. Dana? That had potential of killing her. Because she was feeling bad. And then we started talking. I knew in my heart that we needed to help her. And then spoke with Pastor Carl, and she said, in fact, before I had told her, she said, are we, getting the, are we helping that girl? I said, we are sure helping the girl. And here she is today, that which was meant to be death in her life. She's in Zitek uh, uh, College. That which was meant to be her death by the devil. We are not thanking God for the Scorpio. <laughs> I think it's the brother who said, thank God for that even scorpion. <laughs> so, no, we're not thanking God for the scorpion. But listen to this. That scorpion was an in the intention of the enemy to kill her. But God had turned that around for her and has a future. That's God. That is God. What are you facing that looks like it's an impossible situation? I've got new, good news for you. Allow him to turn it around for your good. Yes. Hallelujah. Tell him, devil, have your, do your best. Good days ahead of me. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Just shoot your best. But my de best days ahead of me. If we think that way, we'll end up saying like Joseph. You all meant it for evil, but God has turned it for our good. Amen. Seek his purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, completely erased, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. Woo! And that he may send to you Jesus the Christ who has been appointed for you, 
whom heaven must keep until the time for the complete restoration of all things about which God promised through the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient times. The Passion Translation says, and now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins may be removed and so that times of refreshing will stream from the presence, from the Lord's presence. Times of refreshing. Now Jesus is speaking, that Feast of Tabernacle, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Again, I'll say this, uh, I don't like, uh, I mean, calling him refresher, but actually he refreshes us. The Holy Spirit inside of us strengthens, strengthens us. He will recharge you, he will recreate you, he will refresh you, he will regenerate you, he'll rejuvenate you, he will renew you, he will repair you, he will restore you, he will resuscitate you, he will revitalize you, he will revive you, he will revivify you. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. That's him. I pray today you have been revived. Amen. Amen. Strengthened. Some of you needed resuscitation. That has taken place. That's fine. You remember the scripture that we read a while ago from the Passion and Translation? Come out of your coffin. Some of you have been out now. If there was any coffin that was trying to keep you, you're out. You're free. Praise God. Stand up on your feet, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Will you just speak to the Lord and thank him? Church God is so good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Just thank you. Father, thank you for your word. Again, thank you for all what you've done in our midst today. Thank you for restoring us. Thank you for reviving us. Thank you for refreshing us. Thank you for, for, for resuscitating, sir. Thank you for bringing back to life dreams that are long dead. Your, your fresh breath upon your people. Thank you for breathing into marriages, into businesses, to the work of the hands of your people, Father. Some experiencing new things, Father, in their lives, in their walk with you. Thank you for restoring. There's someone used to lay hands on people and they'll get healed. And at some point you stop doing that. The Lord is restoring that. Start acting out now. Start acting out by faith. I saw that, just a hand, someone, someone's hand. And, and just a sign of it, you can tell like a tingling and, and there's like electricity on your hand right now. God is, your right hand right now, God is restoring that. Now go out and do it by faith. Here someone is sick, lay hands on them, on them in the name of Jesus and God says, I'll heal them. He's already said that in his word. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 